Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we are back for a final bonus episode of the season. Disney Part 3. Disney Part 3, guys. (laughs) If you have been hanging on till this long, talking about Disney... Mm-hmm. You, my friend, are most certainly a left sider, big time. Yep, big time. I will buy you your own left sider T-shirt if you want. <laughs> I gotta be yeah, That's a good idea. That. We should have left side. Yeah, remember, couch? we talked about we don't want to divide. We want to bring unity to yeah, the victory couch. Bring unity to yeah, the couch. Yeah, that's but, what it's all about. But we know if you're on episode three, you're probably a left sider. Yeah, and so. if you've tuned out somewhere halfway through bonus episode two. Right siders, it's it's okay. I understand. You can only talk about Disney for so long. You can, however, sing the lyrics to your favorite songs forever. So enjoy that, okay? All right. <laughs> so Rick, what are we get, getting into today? What are we going to talk about? So we have covered Disney World extensively, other than the water parks and, of course, downtown Disney, which is called you know Disney Springs now. Um, so I thought we would venture off campus, if you will, okay. out of our quote unquote comfort zone of where we've been uh, a fair amount of time and just discuss everything else that's Disney. Does that sound okay? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And I think I think I want to head over to Disneyland next. That would be in... The, the original. The original. That would be in California. The first time we went, I, I got emotional. And I'll be honest with you because... You know, being where Walt was and Walt's vision and Walt's dream and Walt's just hands, uh, it it was a bit overwhelming. And I just remember being somewhere on Main Street and it was Walt's bench that he sat down in Griffin Park and where he came up with the idea for Disney, Disneyland, like a place, like a physical place. And I just remember just being very overwhelmed with the idea that this man, um, basically, this is where it started. Like, my Disney obsession, this is where it started, on this particular bench. And if you don't know the story, Walt was playing with, uh, I believe, his kids, and he was at a local park, and it was dirty, and it had, like, a carny feel kind of thing, and it wasn't very organized, and the rides were half broken, and he just sat there, and he thought, well, if I could build a place where it would be more family-friendly... And it could be more, you know, more of a magical place where you could have uh, detail and whimsy and, you know, rides and bring basically his stories that he created through animation to life. I, I think that would that would work and basically leveraged everything to build Disneyland Park. So being there in that spot was uh, was very overwhelming uh, for me personally. And I think Julie had been there before that particular initial visit where we, I think we visited in 2011, I want to say, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jules, why don't you tell about your first visit? My first time in Disneyland was in 1998. I had the opportunity to go over with my mom and my aunts and do a trip, um, just exploring a little bit on the West Coast and enjoying Disneyland for the first time. And I remember looking at the castle and, of course, you know, getting the classic picture there and noticing that it was pink and it was smaller than Cinderella Castle that we were used to. So, I mean, I just remember enjoying lots of things. I mean, I'll get into attractions in a bit, but just seeing things that are different And, you know, I hadn't been to any Disney park 
um, since I was in, I think, second grade. So going as a, I think at that point, a, a late teenager, it, uh, it really brought a lot of things back. So I enjoy Disneyland. We'll talk about it in a bit why. But um, it's just the most nice, concise park that does bring the magic alive. And it does not feel as overwhelming to me as just so much again to in Florida. So, yeah, I yeah. would agree. I think the Disneyland park experience is very different than the Disney World experience. Disney World's kind of like its own animal. I mean, you've got buses and trains and monorails and skyliners and it's just this huge massive place that you really do have to plan out i mean you can't especially in in right now in current times you cannot just wing that you really do i mean if you've never been you you've got to almost call a travel agent because i'm telling you trying to figure out on your own is very very daunting so um you know i guess we're not getting into tips right now but that would be sort of a a precursor Mm -hmm. tip is uh, definitely hire somebody to help you. But Disneyland is more of a, it's a locals park, of course, if you haven't heard. And it's a place where you can just go and hang out for a couple hours and then and then leave because everything is right there. So you have California Adventure and the Disneyland Park that basically are neighbors. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do transportation to go from one park to the other. And as long as you have what they call a park hopper, you can go from one park to the next. And all the rides uh, attractions are so good. Everything's just yeah. so clean and it's just vibrant. And it's, I mean, it's just like Disney World, only in miniature. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but it just seems like they have like the best stuff there. It they is. really do. Yeah. Like that's, if you've never been to Disneyland and let's say you've been to Disney World a lot, I would describe it as that. It's the best of all of the Disney World parks plucked out of each one and thrown into Disneyland or Disney's California Adventure Park, and they have and they have new attractions, newer to us. Right. Um, if if you're a Disney World person, an East Coaster, mm-hmm. you go to Disneyland. It's like, wow, they have pirates. Oh yeah, and they have Thunder Mount. Oh, and they have this new thing and right. this new and thing Pixar and this stuff, is new thing. And, yeah. Only it's not new to them. Mm-hmm. It's hey, this is what we have. Just like when they come over. Uh, here, if you're from California, you're like, wow, we have Cali River Rapids. That's a new ride. Or they have Expedition Everest. That's a new ride. Well, it's not really new to us, but it's new to, you know, West Coasters. Mm-hmm. So, Jules, let's let's go down the list of the attractions okay. that are the same. Where do you want to travel first, Disneyland or California Adventure Park? I, I say we just merge them all together since it's so close. Oh, okay, sure. So, so the same the same rides um astro orbiter is relatively you know the same um obviously they have a monorail uh big thunder mountain uh is is essentially the same they have uh you know roller coasters that are same like uh uh the gadget coaster uh i believe is kind of the same as like the goofy roller coaster that we have in uh in magic kingdom um i think uh Obviously, they have a railroad that circles the park. Haunted Mansion uh, is basically the same. Um, Jungle Cruise is virtually the same. Mickey's Philhar Magic is the same. And, of course, then you get into Star Wars, so they have uh, Smuggler's Run uh, is essentially the same. Peter Pan's Flight, Pirates of the Caribbean. They, of course, have Small World. Yes, Small World, that's a big one. Uh, Soarin' is relatively the same, only, 
you know, they, they change theirs up uh, from time to time, which is nice. Space Mountain, Star Tours is essentially the same. Rise of the Resistance, which again harkens back to the Star Wars area. Toy Story Mania is the same. Turtle Talk with Crush. And I think that's pretty much it. So those are the overlying attractions that we've already talked about in Disney World. I will say, based on that list, which ones do you think are better Mm -hmm. in Disneyland? I actually wrote those down. So Small World is certainly not a ride I have to ride, but in California and Disneyland, it's more grandiose. Like the exterior of it is really much more grand. And I, I believe they've added, since I've been on it, some type of involvement with Encanto being projected, I read about. So I think they're trying to weave in some more things just to, you know, show a little bit more of the culture and how some of the more current movies have woven into that. Yeah, they do. They do. um, Out there, they have Pixar characters uh, woven into the storyline in uh, in their vignettes. Yeah, out there. So that's that's cool. cool. That's definitely a good element. Yeah, so Small World's one that jumped out at me as, I would say, better than the two. Um, I can't remember the strong differences between Toy Story Mania. I have not been out to Disneyland in seven years now, so it's been a little bit for me. They're they're vi- virtually the same. Okay. I mean, the queues are different, but the ride is, is essentially the same. Um, I'll tell you one that wasn't on your list that is at both parks is the Little Mermaid ride. I think out there it's uh, the Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventures, the formal name. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but we, when we were out there riding it, we got to get off... We didn't really have to get off. They just let us ride it again and again and again and again. Yes. And again. You remember that? Thank you, Disneyland. Yes, it was fantastic. And we were there at Dylan's second birthday. And it's all she really wanted to do was ride that ride over and over and over. And we probably rode it 15 times in a row. So yeah. it, it felt, I don't know if it's because I have that memory, why it felt better. But I'm going to say that that one felt better. Another ride I think they do better in Disneyland would be the Pirates ride. I agree. Yeah. Out of the two, there's just something about it. I feel like it's a little bit more lengthy or the story's told. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's just, there's more to it. There's, I just think it's, like I said, it's just a little bit more grandiose. Same thing with Small World. Yeah. That's that's what I would say out of the, those two. Those two jump out at me. And if you want an experience that's a little, like a, the bar's raised a little more, I'd say Small World and Pirates would be the two in Disneyland. I agree. I also, I'm just going to throw this in here. I think their Space Mountain is better than ours as well. So I like our queue better, but I like their ride better. Mm. So I don't know. I just think it's a little different. I think also we missed one earlier. Dumbo is in both parks. Mm. But uh, I think our Dumbo over here on the East Coast is a little better than their Dumbo. Mm. Only because of the queue. Mm -hmm. The ride is the same, but it's the queue. The queue also adds to the experience as uh, we know with Haunted Mansion as well. What else? Anything else? So let me give you some of my favorites in Disneyland that we haven't talked that are overlapped between the two parks. Now this one was in Walt Disney World when I was a kid and they took it out a long time ago, but it still sits there. The original Mr. Toad's Wild Ride Hmm. still alive and kicking in Disneyland. 
So that's one that you can't go more nostalgic than that. I think it was created in, I mean, the original park, 1955, right? So Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is one. One that gives me vibes of a old ride that used to be in Walt Disney World. And see if you can see the overlap here. The Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage Ride. Yeah. What does that remind you of a little bit? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That's right. So it it gives you the vibe of a ride that maybe you experienced if you went to Disney, you know, when I did as a kid in the, in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. And uh, it's Nemo. So that's that's fun. I like that one in Disneyland, the Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. That's cool. That's just cool. I like that one. Um, the other one that I like, and I remember this from my first trip to Disneyland when I was like 16, is going on the Matterhorn. I like the Matterhorn. To me, that is like, it's just Disneyland. The Matterhorn is Disneyland. You know, yes, they have a lot of the other stuff, but that's like your classic Disneyland going on the Matterhorn. So if you don't know, it's like a roller coaster ride. And uh, it, it's just it's just fun. It's older. I like the Matterhorn. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of neat. There's all kinds of neat little secrets on that on that particular ride, too, because, um, you know, you have the Yeti a couple times, and I think they've updated that audio animatronic and also i believe there's a basketball court in there too if i i think i heard that at the tip like at the top of it somewhere or yeah, something somewhere yeah that's cool is, yeah. that's so cool so you know hey that's pretty cool yeah that's all i have in disney land i have some notes for the other park so yeah what do you have for disneyland well there's a couple that i really um that that draw me in and the biggest one that I think you missed was Indiana Jones Adventure. And that has the same track layout, I believe, as Walt Disney World's Dinosaur. And that, I think, is, I think it's one of the best attractions there in, in the entire Disneyland park. I would wait an hour to ride that, uh, to ride that ride. The queue area is amazing. The attention to detail, you weave in uh, through basically like underground tunnels and uh, it's 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 awesome. The ride itself is a little dated. I mean, it kind of reminds me of um, the great movie ride, um, just because you know you can tell that things you know are a little outdated there. They need a little bit of love. But I'm telling you, that ride is it's awesome. As soon as you get off, you want to ride again. They just added Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which we have in our park as well out here in. Disney World. I assume it's the same, but if you're out there and you've ridden it, you have to let us know if you've done both parks to see if it uh, if it's the same. And of course, one of my faves, Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. Mm. That's one of the ones that I really uh, dig. I was a big Roger Rabbit fan. I think they've <laughs> recently made some changes to that one too since we've ridden on it, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it i mean you have snow white's enchanted wish uh which is a lot of fun as well but i i don't know i i i i think that's pretty much it in that particular park there's a lot to do you have you know the tiki room and of course you have canal boats and stuff like that but you know as far as you know disney park disneyland park uh i think that's it so i'm gonna i'm gonna go from there i think we got to switch it now to california adventure park and there's a lot of rides mm -hmm. here. There's a lot of rides here. So uh, 
What do you think is the best one? Because I know what I'm going to say. Ooh. Well, I mean, you gonna the say? Little Mermaid ride is in that park, which I love. But I've got to say the best ride that I would ride over and over again is that Cars Land Radiator Springs Racer oh, ride. Oh, yeah. That ride. Okay. Disney, you outdid yourself with that one. You just did. I mean, any. I remember being on it. And I just kept saying over and over. My brother, like, he would love this ride. My brother loves the Cars movie. He just, he would love this ride. I just remember saying it over and over again. It's, if you love the Cars movie, if you love everything about that, the little jokes with Mater and, you know, of course, Lightning McQueen and Sally and just everybody, you know, and Fillmore, one of my favorites, like, it's cool. It's they put so much work into that ride. The detail. It feels like you're shrunken down and you've been transported to that movie. It's yeah, cool. It's it's yeah, really cool. Yeah. The it just everything is good. The pacing of the ride's good. You know, you start out and and you know you're taking that drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through scenic uh, Route 66. I mean, just yeah. I don't the know waterfall features. Yeah. And everything. The music. So everything cool. just sinks and. It's and then of course you end up racing another car yeah. and you secretly want to beat them, like you want to beat them badly. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good. It's so fun. It's good. I would I would wait two or three hours to ride that. Attraction. I would wait wait forty five minutes for that ride, which is still <laughs> saying a lot. That's a lot for Julia. Yeah. Julia has a lot. She doesn't have a That's lot. That's my limit. I would do that. But my gosh, if you okay, any Disney fan, especially if you enjoyed the Cars series, you got to get out to Disney yeah. Land or technically California Adventure Park and and get in there. That's an amazing ride, and the whole land is cool too. I mean, yeah. it's not just the one ride; they have all kinds of little stuff. And remember the little um, like the little teeny cars they have, and they're all like swirled around. Oh my gosh, it's just it's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. So, so some it's Luigi. Uh, where yeah. you get in the car with uh, Luigi, and then I believe it's Mater's. Uh, like there's a there's a spinny ride now. See, we haven't been for a couple years, so it's, it's possible that they've taken some of these yeah. out. But the whole land is good, and then you have the area in the back where you have like the cozy cone, and there's mm-hmm. f- I think four cozy cone stations, so and cute. each one has um, different treats. Yes, I could just hang out back there all oh, day. Oh, so just fun! Eat I think all one day. of them is different, like a cool type of churro. I remember oh, that. Yeah. Oh, so fun. Good memories. And a good little store back there, too. Churros. Yes. Um, Another one that I really enjoy there is uh, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. Mm. So that's basically like a retelling of the the Monsters, Inc. story, um, which is a lot of fun. And they do a lot of tricks there, especially with Randall, like appearing and disappearing. And, you know, the the room with all the doors. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. That was really cool. Very cool. I would wait in line a long time for that one. Um, the Grizzly River Run, that's their... Um, like Cali River Run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, man, that thing, it's just massive. Uh, and they have this huge, like, grizzly bear carved out of rock, mm. which is really cool. I guess it's sort of the icon of the park. And, uh, yeah, really cool to sort of see that as well. Um, what else, Jules? Well, I have something that to me really stands out in well there's two things in california adventure park one would be the massive fierce wheel and sorry i don't know the formal name of it but it has the mickey head on the top and i think they've updated it to incorporate some pixar stuff because i saw a picture online with all the inside out characters near that so i think they've done a lot since i've been there 
I mean, the last time I was there was in 2016. So it's been a little bit. Um, and for the record, since we have shared on the previous episode, how many times roughly, um, you know, I can remember as a kid for Disneyland, I've been there three times total. So not a ton. And, um, we went when, when Lawson was really, really little, he was 18 months old. And then we took Dylan for her second birthday. Um, and I haven't been there since so i guess not it's time specifically to go soon. for her birthday like we didn't know like, hey it's your birthday <laughs> let's fly to california we were taking family vacation and it overlapped with her birthday there you go. so yeah 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 just yeah. to be clear we're not those people <laughs> you know that's not quite no i just remember it vividly because remember she had to meet princess tiana it was a huge deal so yeah great memories there with getting to meet princess tiana for the first time and wearing her dress and going to the character place and all that but no the two things that jump out in my brain when I really really think of the park and memories one is the big ferris wheel because you just don't have that you don't have that vibe out on the pier um you know and it's beautiful at night so you know that's one but the other is a show and I'm sure you had in your notes somewhere to touch on it but to me it really stands out that world of color show that they did oh yeah my goodness I don't like a show most of the time I mean let me rephrase it I don't like shows that are like the characters just kind of stand on stage and sing along to a song that's not like a real you know Disney movie song that doesn't typically do it for me but World of Color is unlike anything I had ever seen before it's basically like taking art and visual graphics and marrying it to screens of water and music and lights and it's all timed perfectly um that show is just beautiful. I hope they still do it. So, yeah, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. A couple other good additions that you might have missed was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. That's a lot of fun. Uh, if you if you like Guardians of the Galaxy movie, um, the little rocket, the little raccoon character, he's he's a lot of fun in that one. And, of course, the rewritability is really good because of the, uh, the different music that they have. So uh, that's... If you're an East Coaster, that's like basically Tower of Terror on steroids. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Um, also, the Incredicoaster, which um, I'm not sure what the name. I think it's called, it used to be called California Screamin'. Oh, and then yeah. they uh, put an incredible overlay on that one. Huh. That's a lot of fun as well. And that, I believe, real close to that, um, you were talking about... Um, you know, why you had so many Pixar characters. And I think they're they're changing that to Pixar Pier. Mm-hmm. So they just changed that to San Francisco, uh, you know, I guess based on the movie. Um, Big Hero 6. Ba- Baymax. Yeah. yeah, and Big Hero 6. And uh, yeah, they have the inside out emotional whirlwind oh, down there. It. And that's a lot of fun as well. Um, and some, some cool ones that they have, the Jumpin' Jellyfish. And I think they have a ride called, I think it's called the Zephyr. Gold, yeah, the Golden Zephyr, yeah, Golden Zephyr. Um, so those are fun for like the little the little ones uh, over in that particular area. And then you know I'm just gonna finish with uh, the silly symphony swings that neither Julie nor I was allowed to ride on when we were kids because our parents were afraid they were gonna snap off the track and you would come plummeting to your doom. So uh, I always like to try to ride that when I'm there because I can, I'm a grown up and it's Disney. So it's probably safe. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I guess. This, sure. I've never, Disney's not going to put you on something that's going to make you 
plummet to your death. I well, think you're good. I'd, I'd say that probably no one would, would actually on purpose do that. But I think maybe swings at carnivals, eh, swings at Disney or any other theme park. I think I think you're pretty safe. Well, I got to so. tell you, talking about all of the things in California and not being there in seven years does make me want to go back, Rick. I know it's, okay. you know, it's Disney and I haven't seen any of the Pixar stuff. So that sounds awesome. The one thing that I will always remember about visiting Disneyland, especially the last two times we went when both kids were super little, was the treat that I enjoyed on the way out while walking to downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. And that would be the little macarons from Kayla's Cakes. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. She does ship people. <laughs> and I have one time in my whole life had them shipped. Because if you live on the East Coast, it's it's the shipping fee fee's a little higher than, you know, you would want to pay. But my gosh, this is before macarons were popping up kind of all over the place and you could get them more regularly that were good, that were quality, that didn't taste like, you know, styrofoam. Um, my gosh, I love those salted caramel macarons. Remember, I would just be like, give me a sleeve of those. That's like the best treat ever. So that is my number one favorite uh, treat and something I need to get if I go to uh, to the West Coast and go to Disneyland. There okay. you go. I like that. I like that. Well, that that's that's good. I mean, we've covered basically six theme parks on two different coasts. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to stop there because, you know, we have never been overseas to some of our uh, Disney to the Disney entities uh, on on foreign soil from the United States. Sure. So um, we're not experts there. And, and mm-hmm. I think California, I think we kind of showed that we're not novices, 100 yeah. percent out there. I and mean, we've yeah. been a couple of times. I think I've I've been a handful of times mm-hmm. for different work things right. and speaking engagements and things like that. But uh yeah, I, th- I think we could go more. I think we could go more. I'll be all, I'll be all right. If you have any uh, places that we could stay out there, our California listeners, uh, we'd be happy to stay with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will tell you that we do bring a lot of luggage. I tend to overpack. Uh, but yeah, we could hang if you want to take us in under your wing and take us to the park and show us the real Disney, you know, locals Disney experience. We would be happy to experience that with you. But I want to talk about uh, a couple things uh, one, Lightning Lane. We've been teasing about that for the last couple episodes, and I want to talk about it. And I'm going to do it really quickly, okay? So I'm going to talk to the newest of new person about what the Lightning Lanes are and what Genie Plus is and what Genie is and, and that kind of thing. I'm keeping it very simple, okay? So Genie um, is a free service that you can enact on your phone to help you navigate your day, especially if you're brand new. Okay, so it gives you tips and tricks and where you can eat and it gives you suggestions uh, when rides, uh, the lines are are not very long and it helps you plan your day, especially if you're new. Uh, Genie Plus is a service that you pay for. um, And right now, of course, it varies as far as how much it costs. And essentially, it's the old FastPass system that is sort of newer. The old FastPass system, you know, you, you could you know, a long, long time ago, it could, you were, you got a limited fast passes. And then of course they limited it to three. Um, and now you can, uh, you know, do unlimited genie plus services or fast passes, if that's what you want to call it, because it's called a lightning lane. So essentially you pay 
and you have different times during the day when you can secure a lightning lane that basically allows you to go and skip the majority of the line. So that's sort of in a very basic uh, format because they change it all the time of how many you can get and when and you know when you can start getting it and when you can pay for it. Like I'm not going to talk about that because you know it's just going to date the show. So um, just know that at this point, Lightning Lane is a service that you pay for so you can help skip the line. Now, the 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 next level is individual Lightning Lanes, which essentially right now are on the most popular attractions, and that you can pay extra to basically just get a one-time shot where we you can skip the line. Uh, and most of the times those sell out, uh, especially during busy times. So on some of the attractions with the longest wait, um, it may be advisable, especially if you have some discretionary income, to pay for a lightning lane so you can skip the line. So how much time are you willing to wait in line versus how much money are you willing to pay to skip the line is always the question. So... Uh, if you're going to be there for a week, eh, do you need them? Probably not. If you're going to be there for a day, do you need it? And if it depends on how bad you want to, you know, ride the most, you know, the 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 ride on our on our coast. It's it's there's there's a ton of them. You know, Magic Kingdom. It's it's always uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Always has the longest longest line. Peter Pan always has the longest line. Space Mountain sometimes has the longest line. You know, and then you go right down the park. I think we've talked about this, but, you know, the lightning lanes are a good way to, you know, skip the line if you, like I said, have that discretionary income and you plan accordingly. And all of this, if it sounds confusing, that's just another reason why you really should just consult a travel agent uh, because most of the time their fees are free. And if there's a problem, you have a face uh, and a name to put with your problem instead of who do I call? I'm just going to call the the general Disney line. Well, I can tell you that I've been on hold with them sometimes upwards of two to three hours just to break, you know, to break into their system to go ahead and talk to a real human. And in most cases, they can't really help me, mm-hmm. especially if I'm at a park. And, you know, by that time, the, the problem that you have is archaic. It's old and, you know, it's too late. Um, so anyway, um, so that is a basic breakdown of what those two things are. Uh, also, Hidden Mickeys. Let's talk about that. We talked about that on an earlier episode. Jules, what is a Hidden Mickey? Explain to our listeners what that is if they don't know. A Hidden Mickey is the kind of like three circles, if you will, that looks like a Mickey Mouse head. And it's placed in various places throughout the park to enhance your visit experience. To give you some, it's kind of like the Where's Waldo in Walt Disney World and Disney Parks. It's you're you can constantly be looking for them and if you've been there multiple times, it gives you something fresh to do, is what I would say. Yeah, there's always you know, if you're not glued to your phone mm-hmm. and you're looking up around at, at, at the queue area or at different characters and things, they have that it's it's basically like three circles. It's the Mickey Mouse silhouette that you can look for. And they have all kinds of hidden Mickeys. They have hidden hidden Donalds. They have, you know, hidden minis um, that you can sort of look for. And uh, it's in the decor. It's hidden in the rocks sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really cool stuff, especially if you've been there a long time. And it's really neat for kids, too, because it constantly keeps them engaged of looking. And there's a guy named Stephen Barrett who's, you know, he has a whole website uh, dedicated to hidden Mickeys. And uh, so that's sort of a lot of fun, too. There's a couple books out there, too, if you still read. 
because uh, everything we do is on our phone now. But um, it's pretty neat. You can go through any type of attraction and be like, there's seven hidden Mickeys that people have found. Or you can try to find your own, mm-hmm. which um, I've done a couple times, which is a lot of fun. Again, it's one of those little things. It's a game within the game, I think. Um, so, Jules, obviously we didn't talk about the water parks, um, mm-hmm. but the water parks are fantastic. We didn't talk about the downtown Disney area, which is Disney Springs. That's their shopping district. Um, and you could spend an in- you could spend an entire day there, easy. Uh, there's so many things to do from, you know, bowling alleys to uh, movie theaters to Planet Hollywood. There's And then of all the shopping. I mean, they have like the World of Disney, like the mega Disney mega store, store. Yeah. that you can buy all your souvenirs. And some boutique stores yeah. and um, Bippity Boppity Boutique. They have one of those downtown yeah. in Disney Springs. And yeah. So. Yeah. And, and Disneyland has... Uh, a similar shopping district. Mm-hmm. It's downtown Disney. I believe it's still yeah, what, they didn't what it's change called. It, I don't think. Uh, and there's a lot of cool places to eat down mm-hmm. there. A lot of cool places to eat yeah. and shop. I mean, just have some really neat, you know, you know, really trendy Disney mm-hmm. yeah. clothing that it's not like, it's not screaming Mickey Mouse on it. Subtle. Yeah. Very D subtle. Style. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think <laughs> oh, I think we've covered it all. Take off your Mickey ears. Yeah. Right now. Well, yeah. we do have a couple questions okay. that were submitted. Okay. Sure. And I wanna I wanna finish okay. uh, with a couple things. All right. So, um, who are your who your who's your top Disney character and why? Top Disney character and why? That's easy. Ariel. Ariel. The Little Mermaid. Why? I'm sure I've discussed this at some point at the current time no joke i am wearing a part of your world you are shirt with ariel as a silhouette which i just realized um yeah ariel's my favorite she has been since 1989 when she first appeared on our screens and jumped into our hearts um i like her because she's very independent yet respectful she's a great swimmer she like adores her father are you describing yourself or are you describing Ariel? It's a little bit of both, right? Um, (laughs) No wonder you like Ariel. Yeah, well, there's a kinship there, right? There's a kinship there. Um, There's just really something special about Ariel. And she, you know, she grows over time and she sometimes is a little um, too fast for her own self. And then after a while, you're like, oh, Ariel, you learned from that mistake, didn't you? You just want to cheer her on. I mean, that you really do. You just want what's best for Ariel. And uh, she's one of the only princesses that I know that saved the prince. So I'm always a fan of that, too. I also like the new live action. So, yeah, it's all good. But, yeah, Ariel's my favorite for those reasons. How all about right. you, babe? So I'm going to go with Mickey Mouse. I, I'm sorry, but it was all started by a mouse. And I like how Mickey is usually... Now, again, some of the newer cartoons, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan but the older cartoons mickey is like the underdog uh and of course he's a mouse you know but he has surrounded himself with good friends which i like and he always finds a way to win you know and uh i i just i just i i like his subtleness and his um humility and he's always trying to better himself it seems you know especially in the cartoons so I, I, I like it. He's got this, uh, you know, inquisitive whimsy about him. How about that, SAT people? Inquisitive whimsy. And I like that about Mickey. He's simple, but yet he's complicated because he's always trying to, 
He's always trying to level up. I, I like Mickey. I like Mickey. May and I add, he's a great dresser as well. He's and got some style. And has an outfit for every season. He's got some style. Um, <laughs> next question. If you could work any Disney job mm. or any in any role, technically it's, it's a role okay. with Disney, uh, what would it be? The first thing that jumped into my mind was to be a fairy godmother in the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Ooh, we didn't even talk about that, but yeah, that's... That's good. I think seeing the look on the faces of the kids you get to interact with after their magical, is makeover the right word? Sure. I don't know. Transformation. Uh, transformation. There you go. Makeover did not feel right for a child. Um, yeah. When they transform into the character, they, you know, they chose the dress or the outfit and, you know, whatever the kid wants to be. I just think being able to give them the tools. I mean, we've, we took Dylan one time and. You know, she still has the nail polish that she's like, I only use this on special occasions. It's for my fairy godmother. Like, and that was like four or five years ago. <laughs> no, the nail polish probably isn't that great anymore. That's special. You know, you don't open that up. And to be that person for a kid, that's cool. So, yeah, that would be mine. The One of the fairy godmothers in the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Man, it's it's tough because I think some days I'd want to work in the Haunted Mansion and just put that stoic look on mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know be ghoulish i don't know how else to say it because those those people they really embody that ride that attraction they're not in a good mood they don't smile they just stand but then my people the people mm -hmm. side would say that i need to be you know doing something different so i think i would be a vip guide oh, so yeah. a vip guide are, are basically it's people that work with the park that take celebrities around and like you know take them behind the scenes and backstage and all that kind of good stuff. So I think that's what I would want to do. Yeah, I think I, I would be really good at that. that. Not in Disneyland, because I'd have to master that park. But Disney World, mm -hmm. I would be, yeah. I'd be like, hey, let's do this next. Hey, no, you don't want to do this. Hey, you know what? It's the parade. Uh, let's let's ride the longest <laughs> ride now. You know, like I think that would be you know, my ideal job. Okay. Um, if you could take anyone you wanted to, but not family or anyone living in the United States to see every Disney park, who would you take with you and why? I don't. Okay. The only person I know that's not family that doesn't live in the United States that I know well enough that likes Disney grandmaster Hawkley. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I know. You know, what's funny is he actually submitted this. Question. Okay. I was so, about to say. so I would say he's maybe hinting. <laughs> That if we hit the lottery, we are going to go on a worldwide Disney trip. Oh, that's funny. Um, go to every Disney park um, and fly around the world with our favorite Aussie brothers that's and sisters. That's so funny. Hi, yeah. Anthony. Yes. Hi, Kelly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. funny. So we're going to take them, I would say. Okay. I'm going to say it right here, <laughs> right now. I say we take our Aussie brother and, and sister, sister. That's and hilarious. We'll yeah. Oh, funny. And they say, and why? Because... They're because awesome. we like you. That's right. Because they're awesome. And they have a lot of fun with us. So last question that I have is what keeps you coming back? So that's the last question. What keeps you coming back? All right. We've talked about Disney now for arguably three hours. Okay. In some capacity. We didn't even talk about the movies. We didn't even talk about. That's another uh, episode. You know, like the clothing or the Mickey Mouse 
uh, frozen popsicles that I had as a kid. Like we didn't talk about any of that stuff. I didn't even talk about the Disney Institute, which is their, you know, training program, or the marathons, which I've run a couple, and the or the cruise ships. We haven't talked about any of that stuff. We we we've just talked about three hours of just physical Disney parks in the United States. In the United States. Um, so what keeps you coming back, Julie? The easy answer is because my husband mm-hmm. likes Disney. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're going to go with? Yeah, my words were going to be my husband's Disney addiction was going to be my response. <laughs> if I cannot answer in that way. You can. You okay. can. It's fine. All right. Yeah, I'm not that's, judging you. that's my answer. My What keeps me coming back? If I were, you know, if it were me and I had never met Rick, I don't think I would. I mean, I'd probably visit Disney, but I like to vacation other places and I like to travel and experience other cultures. And Rick would argue and say I could just go to Epcot and go to, yeah. That's his answer when I say I'd like to explore other cultures, which is fun. Um, but I don't know if if my life, you know, made different twists and turns. I don't think I would visit Disney near as much as we do. So the answer does have to be because I married a Disney addict. Okay. Yep. Well, that's, that's a my fair, answer. That's a fair assessment of Disney. Yeah. So for me... You know, I think that some Disney movies are great. I think some Disney movies in real life are even better. And for me, it all goes back to the movies. So the movies for me as a kid were just magical. And you watch these movies, even from, you know, 50 years ago, the movies that they put out, you know, are just, they're just amazing in most cases. Most cases it's family entertainment, it's wholesome. You can trust what's being on the screen like I said, in most cases, and um, to live a story out like The Lion King and you can see it or The Little Mermaid and you can see it and you can meet those characters and you can see the story come to life. Um, it's just magic. It, it, I mean, when else can you do that? You know, it, it's, it's, it just speaks to your inner child, which the world the world makes you grow up so fast. And I think that's Disney World, at least, is one place where I can just be a kid. And I like that. I don't want to grow up. Uh, when you get back from the vacation, you see the credit card bill sometimes <laughs> that is like, whoa, hey, we're growing up again. Time to pay for your kid obsession. But I just think there's always something to see uh, at the park. I feel like I'm important. I feel like people see me, which is great. Um, and I feel like that I am good at going and mastering. It's like a game of waiting in line less and eating, Mm. you know, snacks and, you know, getting to do the most rides in a day. And like, I, I think I like that on vacation, you know, whereas my wife would say, okay, we're going to go to the beach and there are things to do and there are things to see. And hers is let's calm and let's be present and mine is okay. Let's be stimulated. Let's go. <laughs> and face it's like interesting so. how you know what my brain's wondering to listening to you. And it's by the way, your passion about Disney is undeniable. So I can feel that you're almost talking me into it sitting over here. Do you want to go? I mean, we can. I want to go to Disneyland. I'd okay. like to go over okay. to Disneyland. All right, again. I can do that. But when I hear you, my brain does kind of 
wander into how your personality types and how your motivation behind that, the Enneagram, weaves into why you like it so much. And I hear it. I hear it. It's because you can accomplish it. It's because it's a challenge that you get to overcome. It's because you get to apply your knowledge that you've achieved. It's it's interesting how how when I hear your response, it makes me think of that. So, well, yeah, it is very much tied into who you are as a person as yeah, well. Yeah, well, and I have such great family mem- memories of going as a mm-hmm. kid because we would go every year. Yeah. Like, as we mentioned on, on season, um, on an earlier episode, I should say, um, is we had friends that lived literally 10 minutes away from Animal Kingdom, maybe five without traffic. Um and they worked there, so they got us in for free. They gave us a car when we were there if we flew down or if we took our own vehicle. And they would even come pick us up for lunch. Yeah. We'd go pick us up, go home, eat lunch, get out of the heat, then go back to the park. Um, and what? Who does that? Like I, I, like, I never would have gone as many times as I mm-hmm. did if we didn't have that advantage. And I say it's a financial advantage, um, probably the biggest, because it's Disney is not – an inexpensive place to go. It's just not. If you are traveling there, brace for impact as far as the price is concerned. I don't condone the pricing at all. And as long as people keep going, they're going to keep charging Mm -hmm. what they're charging and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, You know, so it kind of stinks, but it's just a place they've created. It's like this, they've created a place that's that's magical. Like you have to, it's almost like you have to go. You have to take your kids um, and then once you go, it's like, well, when are we going to go back? But I think for me, it's also, there's a lot of memories there tied up with my family where it was just a happy place. Like everybody's in a good mood and everybody's now listen, there are meltdowns. Don't, don't get me wrong here. But for the most part, I've got happy memories there and it's hard to leave a place with happy memories, you know? So yeah, that's it. Great questions. Disney is now officially closed. I don't think we're opening up the bonus Disney chapter for quite some time. Okay. I think this yeah. is it, guys. So, yeah. yeah, we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope that, <laughs> whew, if I you're honestly, still listening, If you're still listening, you're, <laughs> man, you're in it. You're in it to win it. You're either supporters of the Victory Couch <laughs> or you're excited to go to Disney or you know what, after hearing all this, like I'm never going, I'm never <laughs> going. It's like too complicated it's and too much lightning it's lanes and all much, that stuff. Right? I'm not doing it. So, yeah. Well guys, regardless of what landed you here, thanks for taking the ride with us. We hope that you have simply enjoyed it. Even if we've just been background content for you the last <laughs> couple of times, we, uh, we thank you for your support for listening. And we are, as you know, about to launch season three yeah. of the Victory Couch. So we need a little bit of time to get things together to reorganize and, and prep for the new season. So we will be announcing on our Instagram and Facebook page when we will officially um, kick that off. So be paying attention. If you do not follow either of those places, please do. We welcome you there. We uh, occasionally put some funny things specifically on Instagram and our stories to uh, engage our listeners. So join us over there. We'd love to meet some more who are tuning in every week because Rick, the Victory Couch is in over 40 United States right now, which is amazing to me and over 23 countries in the world. So mind blowing, right? 
mind blowing. We've I'll, got to have some friends in Paris <laughs> that will put us up <laughs> so we can go to we a do. Disney park over there. We're going to talk about it. We will. We'll get there. And guys, um, yeah, we're we're joking. By the way, we we don't make friends to fly us places. No, but yeah, we no. Don't. But if we get over there, and you're a Victory Couch listener, who will connect? Um, so, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hang on until we uh, get to season three. Thank you for following us through. Gosh, two full seasons and multiple bonus episodes. We hope you've enjoyed the extra content this year, and uh, we're about to jump into the official fall season. And uh, sometime this fall, we will soon be launching season three. So hang in, listen in. And uh, until then, go back and listen to some of your favorite episodes. Please share your favorite episodes with a friend. If you have a Disney Attic friend, send them all of our bonus episodes. I'm sure they will love to listen in and, and kind of, you know, put in their two cents about things we discuss. So I guess that's about it. We'll see you next time. Until season next three time. coming up soon. See you then. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.